Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good morning and welcome to Wednesday. I'm Justin Bull in for Aaron Allen and this is The Rundown. A couple of squeaky wheel stories to start us off today. First, there is some stuff happening with water bills. At a hearing yesterday about the burden of water bill debt, Lisa Beard testified that the city said she owed $12,000 for water service. And that I used 107,000 gallons of water. It is the equivalent of eight swimming pools. And me and the 11-year-old used it. My colleague Mariah Wolfel reports that some city council members were disturbed to learn that residents have no formal way to dispute ballooning or incorrect water bills. Officials can run a complaint up the chain of command, and incorrect bills can sometimes be forgiven. But if the jump is caused by actual water usage, such as a water leak unknown to residents, the city is legally barred from forgiving that debt. Acting Comptroller Chase Raywinkle wants that to change and wants to create a formal process so that residents don't have to repeatedly call the city, facing long wait times, often with little or no response. Alderman vowed to address the issue in the upcoming budget season. And hey, no surprise here, Chicagoans are also vocalizing their anger about the CTA's unreliable service. My colleague Claudia Morell reports that several people made their way to CTA headquarters in the West Loop yesterday to complain about long waits for buses and trains. At one point, a woman noted the CTA's Ventra app predicted she'd be 30 minutes early for the meeting. In reality, she barely made it on time. CTA President Dorval Carter says he gets the frustration, but his options are limited. There's going to come a point in time over the course of the next year where your voices, along with the voices of our other customers and stakeholders, are going to be critical to the conversation down in Springfield. That conversation will center around finding new revenue to avoid a looming fiscal cliff for the CTA. Illinois' House Republican leader does not want current or former elected officials to be able to use campaign funds to pay for their legal defense. State Rep. Tony McCombie filed her measure as former House Speaker Mike Madigan goes to trial next year on federal racketeering and bribery charges. It is time to address the bad behavior of elected officials and end corruption in Illinois government. My colleague Alex Degman reports that McCombie's bill would ensure Madigan cannot redirect money from his political campaign committee. The rules would apply to any public official accused of misconduct, sexual harassment, or discrimination during their time in office. A spokesperson for the current Speaker of the House says they look forward to thoroughly reviewing the idea. Last spring, Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb signed a bill that bars the Indiana Department of Corrections from allowing inmates to seek gender-affirming surgery. Now, my colleague Michael Puente reports that the American Civil Liberties Union of Indiana is challenging that law. Here's Ken Falk, the organization's legal director. I don't think there's any doubt that for some persons, gender-affirming surgery is medically necessary, and therefore to have a blanket policy that prohibits it violates the Eighth Amendment. The Eighth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution prohibits cruel and unusual punishment. Falk says the law also violates an inmate's right to equal protection under the 14th Amendment. The Indiana Department of Corrections declined to comment. 
And now for a few quick hits. Chicago firefighter Lieutenant Kevin Ward died on Monday from injuries he suffered fighting a fire more than two weeks ago near O'Hare. The Sun-Times reports that his colleagues described Ward as adventure-driven, an avid reader of philosophy, and a great guy to work with. The group of four endangered piping plovers living at Montrose Beach on the north side have flown south for the winter, according to the Sun-Times. Now the question is, will they come back in late April during breeding season? And there's a rare celestial event tonight, a blue supermoon. Blue means the second full moon in a calendar month, not actually blue. And super means full while at the closest point in its orbit around the Earth, according to NASA. NASA says that about 25% of all full moons are supermoons, but only 3% of full moons are blue moons. So follow me there? In the weather, cooler today. High temperatures only in the mid to upper 60s, but mostly sunny. Tonight, the low is in the high 50s with clear skies, which should be good for viewing that supermoon. That is it for now, later today. If you are listening to this and you find yourself thinking, I don't know anyone with long COVID, I guarantee that you do. A conversation with Pulitzer-winning science journalist Ed Yong and researcher Hannah Davis about the things you need to know about long COVID. That's today at 2 p.m. Thanks for listening. I'm Justin Bull. I'll talk with you then.